menos empieza con los. That's pretty much what I have for choices of music. I'm uh, driving back uh, from Mexico right now. I'm driving by the Salton Sea. I don't know if you've ever been here, but there's not a whole lot out here, and apparently there's not a whole lot of radio stations either. In the last uh, eight days, I've, I will have slept in uh, six different locations. I'm on the road a lot, and uh, let's see. Uh, starting about a little more than a week ago, I was in Santa Barbara and then drove out to our desert hacienda that we're restoring out in 29 Palms. And then I drove down to El Centro on my way down to see our painter down in Mexico, uh, who's restoring these, helping me restore these vans and spent the night down there in the Valle de Guadalupe. Last night, I spent the night in uh, uh, Calexico. And right now I'm driving back over to 29 Palms to uh, do some work with uh, one of the Airbnbs that we have over there and to consider buying another one. So I'm on the road a lot. And, you know, someone asked me, they said, what's the name of your company? Guy asked me that today. And I said, well, I think I'm going with MG's Restorations. And I chose that because, you know, I'm re I really am about restoration. Um, you know, is restoration uh, looks many different ways. Uh, there's the physical side of it, you know, uh, restoring our bodies, um, and the spiritual side of it, getting ourselves right uh, with our creator. And, uh, and I restore these VW Vanagon Westphalia pop top campers. Um, that's, uh, that's all about restoration. And then, you know, there's the, the, the homes themselves that, that, uh, that we restore. And we buy these little cabins out in the desert and we restore those. Um, uh, one in particular, uh, I really like, uh, it's way out in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, way out in the middle of nowhere. I have uh, three neighbors. Um, one of them is up on a hill behind me and I can see his house. Um, he's about a quarter mile away. Uh, my next nearest neighbor is a uh, half a mile away. Uh, far enough away so that if he's out walking on his property, I, I literally can't even see him. Um, and then my third neighbor is about three miles away, and I can't even see if he has a car in the driveway. So uh, when we bought this place, um, it hadn't been occupied in, well, the nearest we can tell it was in the early mid-80s. And um, the door was kicked open and there was a ton of dirt that had blown in there and the local desert rats had literal literal rats had set up home in there and so there was rat poop everywhere whoever owned the cabin actually the larson family owned the cabin uh at one point many many years ago they they built it in 1950 um they put a couple of pull out couches in there and that was um, that was what they had for sleeping. Um, and those, uh, those couches, um, were all that was, um, all that was in, in the place. And unfortunately the rats really liked those. And so they also used it as their, as their bathroom. So they just, it just stunk. And there was like tons of sand, tons of sand had blown in. And so, um, so we, we set, uh, forward, uh, with the idea of restoring that. And, you know, it's interesting. 
the house was an absolute wreck, but we stood out on the property and thought, oh my gosh, it's just so beautiful out here. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, imagine looking as far as you can see and see open desert land with with mountains off in the distance. And it was just beautiful. Uh, we were, I mean, really, it was, it was so difficult to get to this property. We had a four-wheel drive. And to get there, I mean, we probably spent like probably 20 minutes just trying to figure out how to get to the property because it's not on a road. And there's a, a big wash that goes through there, you know, like a dry riverbed that floods uh, during the, the big rainy seasons. And it's so, so deep that you really couldn't get through it in, a, in probably almost any four-wheel drive, certainly not the four-wheel drive we were driving. And, and, uh, and so we finally drove out there. And I got to tell you, it was just beautiful. I mean, it was just so vast and so peaceful and silent. And we just loved that. And so with that, we said, let's, let's go ahead and, and, uh, and move here or, or, or buy this place, I should say. And I remember it was on November 11th, 11, 11, uh, veterans day, but also, uh, the anniversary of when I asked my sweet wife to marry me. Thankfully, she said yes. And um, and we stood there on the property, and I called the property owner, and I said, you know, um, I love this place. Uh, I'd like to buy it. And so we talked about price, and she said uh, she would finance it herself, which required us to put $5,000 down, and then we'd make payments for four years. And so um, while I was on the property, right then and there, I took my phone and I PayPal'd her $5,000. I docu-signed all the, all the documents from my phone. And, uh, and then we owned the property. It was that simple. And it was, it was pretty exciting. And, you know, we, we bought a property um, in 20 minutes. So um, we've spent a lot of time uh, working on that. Uh, initially, cleaning out the cleaning the the floor required a shovel. Uh, shoveled everything out of there. I took a sawzaw and cut up uh, cut up the, the sofas. I'd purchased a big truck and took uh, took over a, a full ton of pro- of crap off the property, um, and. Uh, and, and, and then, uh, actually rented a pressure washer and, and pressure washed the inside of the cabin. That's how dirty it was. The roof was uh, so bad that if you stepped on it, you literally would cave in. And my son, uh, and his friend, Ben and Ben's brother came out to the property, helped us rip the roof off. And, uh, and so you can imagine here we are at one point, up on top of this roof, out in the middle of nowhere, with no electricity, no water, tearing a roof off, um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And so we've made a lot of improvements to that place. Now it has a roof. Um, now it's not as dirty, and uh, and we're still uh, still working on it. But um, right now, I'm going to get out of the car. Um, I'm in, uh, in, and at the Salton Sea, and 
there's some people here camping, and believe it or not, there is a uh, coyote walking by who's carrying a rabbit in his mouth. He looks pretty happy about that. Um, but if you've never been to the Salton Sea, it sure is a, a beautiful place. Um, it's, it's vast. It's quiet, except for the barking dogs. Um, and, uh, and, and there's just nothing out here. Uh, the Salton Sea is an interesting place. If you don't know about it, a big dam broke many, many years ago, uh, back in like, in like the, the 30s or something. And all the water from the, from the dam, <laughs> these people are yelling at their dogs. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. Um, but uh, this dam broke and all the water came rushing down into the lowest point in, uh, in that part of California and, and just filled, filled this area, huge area um, with water. And it became a, a, a blockbuster place to go. I mean, everyone loved going here. It was a great place. They stocked it with fish. People bought property here. They went water skiing. It was a great destination location. It was just, just wonderful. And, uh, but at some point, the water stopped flowing when they fixed the dam. And, uh, and so all of a sudden, there's all this water and it's sitting here, but there's not water coming up from the ground. And since it's out in the middle of the desert, the water evaporates at a pretty high rate. And so uh, it started becoming a little bit salty and started getting saltier and saltier. And now it's to the point where it's pretty well toxic because the only water that comes in is actually from the south. You know, when we were all in school, we learned that the Nile was the only river that flew, flowed from the south to the north. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's not completely true. Um, there, are, uh, there are others, but, uh, and this happens to be one of those. Um, the, uh, the water that is runoff from the hay fields down uh, near Brawley, where I was spending the night, Brawley, Calexico, El Centro, over that way, uh, all that runoff and all the fertilizers and everything else um, flows, quote, downhill. It flows to the lowest place, and the lowest place happens to be where the Salton Sea is. So all this crappy water is, is flowing in there, and, uh, and then when it gets here, it evaporates off, some of the water evaporates off, so it gets more and more and more saltier, and it just it's killed off all the fish, except for the tilapia. And so the tilapia are pretty uh, prolific, and so they they're able to reproduce pretty well. But um, at a certain times of the year, they get these unbelievable algae blooms, and uh, and the chemical properties of the water change, and so what ends up happening is the fish die. And then there's fish all over the beach. And I don't know if you can hear this while I'm walking, um, but this beach is all white. But it's not white from sand. It's white from, from tiny little fish bones that have all 
laid over here. And I mean, there's just, it's white everywhere, but it's all from the fish bones. And so it's kind of smelly. Um, it's pretty. If you can't smell, it would be an awesome place to be. Uh, it's peaceful. As I look here, as far as I can see, there are three campers. And this is the middle of November, probably the most perfect time to be here. But anyway, um, so, you know, I spend a lot of time on the road. And, you know, my wife Susie often tells me, try to make it fun. You know, do so she often says, do something special for yourself. And so um, what I typically do is I like to stop and, and see something. And so, uh, so here I am. Um, you know, uh, just taking a moment to stop and look at this and tell you folks about it. So, um, I was just down in Mexico and, uh, my friend Autumn said, uh, he wanted to hear more about Mexico and, uh, you know, uh, Mexico is an interesting place. Um, it's not run very well. You'll hear that from everyone who's down there. Um, but I usually stay with a, 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 a friend of mine named Eddie, and he has uh, he runs a deaf school down there. I'll probably tell you more about him another time, but um, uh, I go down there typically to restore these vans, and I have a paint shop down there. And uh, while I was down there this time, they're working on two vans in particular, both the, the mid-'80s Westphalia pop-top campers, one I'm making for a man who's in Tennessee, never met him. He had his brother come over and look at the work I did on, on some other vans. And, uh, and he liked it. And so he, uh, he said, I'd like you to build one for me. And so I'm doing that. We're painting it turquoise and white. It looks really nice. Uh, the interior looks pretty good. And the other one is owned by a man up in San Francisco. And uh, fun fact uh, he invented um, the uh, the purple mustache, or uh, invented whatever you want to call it. He he makes them the purple mustaches for for Lyft, and he ended up developing a real good relationship with them, and they offered him a job, and so he works for Lyft and he sells them all their purple mustaches that you see on their cars. So he has this van again, and he wanted me to restore it for him. And so we're doing all the body and all the paint and all the upholstery. Um, quite honestly, the van looked really good from the beginning, but he wanted it fully restored. He wanted a fresh start. And sometimes in life, I think that's what we need is a fresh start. And perhaps on the outside and from someone else's perspective, we look pretty good. But we know the areas where we need improvement. And, uh, and I, I think that's you know, getting back to restorations and stuff. Um, I, I really think that's, that's the whole point of, of what I'm trying to do. I made some major changes in my life, fixed a lot of health issues. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, trying to do the same, uh, where I can, uh, for others and, and, and for their vehicles. So, um, I'm going to be, uh, getting back in the car, um, heading over to 29 Palms, and I'm looking at buying a, another little house over there, a little Airbnb we'd, we'd use as an Airbnb. 
Um, it was built in about 1960. It's green and white, super cute. Um, and, uh, and so it would sell for, it's going to sell for probably a little under a hundred, right around a hundred thousand dollars. They're asking one fifteen. I'm guessing we're going to get it for about one Oh five. And, um, and so we'll take it and we'll fix it up, make it look pretty, maybe replace some floor covering, something like that. And then, um, put some sort of cool, you know, maybe mid-century style furnishings in there. Um, one thing that's nice is it is the desert. So people don't expect it to look like the stereotypical Orange County, Malibu sort of fancy schmancy, suave sort of thing. They just kind of want it to look cool. And sometimes cool can be like a countertop that's made out of galvanized sheet metal uh, and old vintage chairs and um, and just kind of cool stuff. And people like that. Uh, uh, so, and, and I, I have people all the time stay at the one that we have there right now. And by the way, these are all really small. We have, uh, we have two right now that we rent out actively and one of them's up in the mountains and the other one is out by, uh, out in 29 Palms, right outside of Joshua Tree National Park. Probably should have mentioned that earlier. But, uh, uh, the one, both of those are 400 and something square feet. The one outside of Joshua tree national park is actually 400 square feet. Exactly. And it's tiny, but you know what? I think people like that. I think they enjoy getting away and, uh, and getting to live in it. And, you know, it's kind of like living a dream. You know, a lot of people say, Oh, I'd like to always wanted to live in a small house, a tiny house. And, and, uh, and, you know, this is an opportunity for them to do that. And I really, really enjoy the whole process. Some people have Airbnbs and they send a text message saying, that's how you get in. And that's about the only interaction they have with them. Well, I want to, I want to make sure these people have a good time. And I also kind of want to vet them a little bit, I guess. Um, and so I tell all of them, they have to speak to me on the phone. And so I tell them how to get in. And a lot of it is I just want to make sure they have a good time. And if you want to look it up, uh, the name of the Airbnb, if you searched 29 Palms and then put in um, Love Shack with free beer, uh, you'd find it. Uh, and so what I do is I tell folks when you get there, you know, you can each have one beer on me. Well, the place only holds two people. Um, I say your first beer is on me. And I have like a huge variety of really good quality beers in there. My son, David, would be proud of me, I think. Um, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, people like it. Uh, we have it set up so it looks cute and romantic. I tell them where to go uh, for fun and good places to eat. And if they want to get the real desert vibe or what they're trying to do. And most recently, I had a couple stay there. And I said can I give you any advice? Is there anything you want? And they said, well, we're going to be having our, our wedding out here in a, a little more than a year and, or whatever it was, maybe it was less than a year, whatever it is. Uh, I guess it's in the spring. So maybe that's like seven months. And, and, uh, we're trying to find a place. And I said, well, you know, I gave them a couple of ideas and sure enough, um, one of the first ones I recommended uh, they chose. And so they were really happy and they wrote a really nice review. 
And in their review, they ended by saying, I give MG 5 million stars out of five. And boy, that warmed my heart. You know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I do this. You know, I guess, I guess you know, it, it's selfish, you know, as it says, uh, as it says uh, in, in, in the Book of Wisdom, you know, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Um, I think that's where it says that might be in Ecclesiastes. But, um, you know, so I guess I'm trying to be nice. And, you know, I do it because I like feeling good in return. Um, but regardless, I, I do like being nice to people. I do like being helpful. And, uh, and so, um, that's, I guess that's probably our, our latest in, installment. Uh, and I really appreciate you listening to this. I hope you like it. I'd love to hear some feedback. Um, and, uh, let me know what you want to hear about. Autumn, I promise you, if you're listening, I'll, I'll talk some more about the wine country down in Baja and, uh, where to get good fish tacos in, uh, one of the future episodes. Best wishes to you, my friends. Be well.